The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got a son in Phoenix, too. 52 to... <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling, and as always, I'm joined by Mitch Krumpetich. Hi. Hey there, Mitch. This week on the show, we're going to hit some free agency, talk about some guys that the Suns brought in recently. We'll touch back on the Olympics and Devin Booker's performance there. And then we'll hit Summer League, who stood out on the team uh, spoiler, we're mainly talking Jalen Smith here in that segment. And then some of the regular season schedule has been released. Uh, the opening week, as well as Christmas Day games, and the Suns landed a couple games there. So we'll talk about which ones. Follow us on Twitter, at Pod. Same thing for Instagram. Go on iTunes, leave us a five-star review and a comment, and you will get a shout-out on the show. All right, we'll start the show off by talking some free agency news. The Suns have been bringing in a few players to round out the rotation, and we'll stick with a friendly face, a familiar face, Frank Kaminsky back on the team for a one-year deal. Yeah, I mean, he didn't do a whole heck of a lot last season, but he didn't need to, and I'm I'm glad we're bringing him back. I think he's a well-liked guy on the team. And when he did come in, uh, especially during the finals, he played fairly well. So he's a nice insurance kind of backup, big depth kind of guy. Totally. And Monty said he was kicking himself a little bit uh, after the series because of how well Frank did play in those spot minutes later on in the series. So it, it's just a nice guy to have around pretty much, just like you put it. Frank will be there to when our big guys get in foul trouble. You can slot him in. You can still rely on him to space the floor out a little bit. And oddly enough, he has these great connections with Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson. Uh, they seem to just mesh so well together on the court. So, yeah, maybe that's something we take advantage of every once in a while. But we get a guy who's been on the team for a few years, uh, one of Devin Booker's longest tenured teammates. <laughs> darn near by now so it's it's kind of nice just having that consist consistency there and yeah the guys love him i think that's pretty well known so good to have frank back yeah i mean there's not a whole lot more to say one year i don't think he was gonna really get a deal anywhere else so works out for him too perfect and then uh a big we're big fans of this guy from years back Alfred Payton coming back to the Suns on a one-year vet minimum. I love this. My Alfred Payton jersey is relevant again. I hope yeah. he can wear number two. He's probably going to have to do some convincing with Langston Galloway to get number two back. If Langston hey, Galloway's is still there. not back. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I guess that's true. He, that won't be an issue. So I can break out my Alfred Payton jersey again. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and we can uh, dust off the old subreddit. Yep. Yeah, follow our subreddit r slash Alfred Payton's hair. It is definitely <laughs> not as exciting as it used to be. <laughs> it was pretty hype for a while there, though. It I was. Know. Yeah, it was exciting. Well, we made I would, it. I, I just remember when we made it, he was still in Orlando. Or no, it was right when he came to Phoenix the first time. But that was... It was shortly after his hair had, like, blocked him, and he was still in Orlando, and it got in his eyes, and it became a whole meme. Right. So we tried to capitalize on that. Yeah. I, I mean, get in on the ground floor. I think there's still less than 100 subscribers there. So, <laughs> I mean, get in early. Buy in now. Yeah, why not? <laughs> but... This is the the point guard depth that we were talking about uh, in our last episode. I think this is a really, really great move. Alfred Payton was not great with the Knicks last year, but he is an awesome third option at point guard. For sure. And a great defender no matter what. I mean, if the, the scoring game isn't there, he's never been the greatest shooter. But we know he's a guy that we can rely on for defense. And great size for a point guard, too. One of those guys who will randomly pull out a triple-double once a year. <laughs> he can do that with with the rebounds. I mean, he, he's a, he plays tough, and that's what we need. And pretty nice upgrade when you compare him to Javon Carter, I'd say. Oh, I mean, not by leaps and bounds or anything, but Alfred Payton's a guy with more experience in the league and maybe someone we can lean on a little bit more. And if you think back to times where Chris Paul and campaign were sharing the court, I was never a huge fan of that. And then maybe that's where Alfred could get a little bit of run. If we're going to go two point guards, uh, at least Alfred has some size that we can throw out there to match up against the shooting guard or whoever's more, you know, whoever's more dynamic, we can let Chris kind of hide on the, the lesser guard in that situation. Yeah, definitely. And I, I just think back to when Alfred Payton was our starting point guard. And this is nice. It's nice to not need that right now. Right. Yeah. You know, we're still maybe trying to figure out who's going to be the, you know, there's trade talks about maybe upgrading at the power forward position. Uh, maybe not over Crowder, but just another guy off the bench. So, I don't know. It seems like there's some other places we could have signed a guy at this point. But, you know, event minimum, you can send those out to anybody. And as long as we're under the max number of players you can have on your roster, we're fine. We can uh, We can still find another player. And I expect the Suns to sign another guy before we get to training camp. Do you think so? Yeah, I think so. I still think we need another, you know, small forward, power forward, kind of six, six, eight kind of guy. Yep, I totally agree with that. We have, uh, it seems like there will be a battle between Nader and Smith for those backup forward minutes once we get past Bridges, Crowder, Johnson. We'll have to see who gets those minutes there. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
Well, and that's actually a kind of a good transition into summer league here. Um, I was there for the games on Saturday last this this uh, past Saturday here. Um, I don't know. Jalen Smith looked fine. It's summer league, so it's really hard to evaluate because it's literally him and Tyshawn Alexander playing against people that you've never heard of and playing with people you've never heard of. So right. It's it's tough to evaluate. I mean, he played fairly mm-hmm. well. He averaged 16 points, 12 and a half rebounds, and shot about 36% from three uh, throughout Summer League, which is nice. And he was all Summer League first team. So I guess that's exciting. Um, he had some nice plays. He did. He His shooting stroke looked good. He had some nice dunks. He played some nice defense, but Summer League is just such a, a different game than the actual NBA. It's a lot more like watching college. So, I don't know. It's it's tough to evaluate, but he did pretty well. And I, I guess he played like he was expected to play in Summer League. Yeah, I think so, too. We obviously didn't get get the chance to see him play a Summer League in his rookie year. And then obviously not a ton of minutes on a deep run playoff team, but this is pretty much what I was expecting out of him. And I think we should be excited about that because the summer league for the Suns it was the, it was the Jalen Smith show, but it wasn't done in a way that we're not going to see him play next year. I mean, he, uh, it wasn't, pick and roll, feed it down to Smith in the paint every time. He spent a lot of time out in the corner uh, making some cuts, and that's what it's going to be like if he's playing next to Aiton or McGee. And I think by doing this, we're saying he's a power forward. We're going to run this entire summer league in a situation where this is real reps for him. Like This is what he'll be doing all year. And I think just the way he's able to stretch it out, 36% from a 6'10 guy who has some bunnies and can jump out of the gym, I mean, this is what we need. This is something we were missing. And 12 and a half rebounds leads all summer league. And, yeah, it's summer league, but he did lead everybody. So I think those are great signs. And I think him fitting into what we had last year, I think it looks pretty realistic after this showing in summer league. Yeah, and, you know, we saw Monty Williams talk about Jalen Smith last season just saying he wants him to be a more athletic version of Dario, which I could see that. I think that's his ceiling, definitely. But um, he's going to have the opportunity with Dario being injured. He will have the opportunity probably to play a little bit more than he did last season. But that won't be hard to do, given that he didn't really play at all last season. Right, and I don't think he has quite the the vision that Dario has out on the court yet, but he right. is a guy who can, you know, sky, grab a rebound, and then push it up the court. We like to do that, um, especially when Chris isn't on the court. You know, just get the ball up, let's go fast-paced, and I think he's he just really fits into a fast-paced team at the five or the four. I I just think that that's pretty huge. We didn't have a guy who could play the four and the five all that well last year. Dario can do a little bit. 
he gets eaten up inside once in a while against some guys. But Frank didn't do that. Aiton's set at the five, so I think he's a bit of a Swiss Army knife for us, being six ten with all the all the athleticism he does have. Yeah, I guess overall, I still don't expect him to play very much. I expect Frank to get more minutes. I guess Frank is more the um, what now third string center, I suppose. But yeah. I, I just I see. Abdul Nader getting more minutes, especially early on. We'll see if he struggles or not, but I don't anticipate a whole lot of minutes from Jalen Smith. Yeah, and maybe even this would satisfy me. If we're matched up against a big team who's trying to bully us and they're keeping a big center in there all the time and maybe even a big a big four too, I think maybe that's when we see him get tossed in a little earlier than usual. But I mean, if you think about it, if you're given Crowder, Bridges, and Johnson all those minutes at the three and the four, uh, Bridges doesn't play a ton of the four, but it seems like Smith playing 10 to 12 minutes a game at that backup four wouldn't be too outrageous. That's something I could see happening. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's not completely outrageous. I just, I don't think it's going to be that many minutes. And... I, I need to check something out here. Does JaVale McGee shoot the three now? I think he does a little bit. Not a ton, but more I than think it's a little bit. Let me, let me pull up the b-ball ref real quick, see what he did <laughs> last year. Yeah. No, he, he shot under one per game. Okay. And not at a good rate either. I, I was <laughs> going to say, I feel like I've seen him chucking up a few threes over the course of the season, but yeah. Either way, Smith, definitely our smoothest shooting big man. So, hey, if we really want to stretch out the court and go small, maybe he can get some time at the five, too. Yeah, that's true. He can shoot. He's got a nice shot. Yeah, re- real smooth. I mean, being 6'10 and being able to do that, I, I just think that's uh, that's something handy. And at the free throw line, 82% over summer league, almost three attempts per game. That's not too bad either if he's... Yeah. If he can knock down the free throws, always room to improve that three, I think. Yeah, yeah, that is a good sign. And then as far as other guys in Summer League go, there really wasn't a whole lot of note. Tyshawn Alexander is the other somewhat familiar name, and he didn't even start a lot of these games. So he didn't play a ton. When he did, he didn't really do anything special. So... I don't know what's going to happen there, but I was a little bit disappointed. Now, I know, I, I think he had a game or two that went fairly well, but he just didn't play quite as much as I expected. Right, and something I thought about, it feels like he should have been starting. Yeah. Um, feels like he should have been. But then again, look how we played Smith in the role we played him in. Maybe we were just like thinking along the lines of, hey, Tyshawn, you're never going to start a game for us. Let's see how comfortable you are coming off the bench. Uh, Maybe that's a stretch, but maybe that had a little something to do with it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Probably a stretch, though. (laughs) He's just so much – he's just a G League player, you know. And it's it's, we need those two-way guys. And you got to have guys who are ready to step up and – 
yeah, I just nothing really of note. And then the rest of the guys on the team, like I said, they're names that you don't even recognize. And, you know, summer league is kind of like this where everyone's trying to prove themselves and you see quite a bit of hero ball and people trying to make something out of nothing. And it's fun. It is fun, but it can be kind of painful at times too. So it really, those two were the only ones that I was watching for with any seriousness. Yep. Uh, my last thing on Tyshawn, the one thing I like about him is he was on the roster all year last year. He was able to sit with the team through the playoffs and just, you know, experience that, get to play behind Chris Paul for an entire year, learn a little something there. I, I don't know. I he's, he's got a nice build. I think he can – maybe he breaks the roster after uh, this next season. Who knows, but – We'll see what happens. Maybe maybe that's just the high hope homerism that I have in me, though. <laughs> well, it definitely doesn't hurt to watch Chris Paul for a year. Right. Okay, the schedule. We got to see some uh, important days get released. And I'm just so excited that the Phoenix Suns are playing a Christmas Day game. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited about that, and I can't wait to see what the jerseys look like. I think we'll do something really cool, and we play the Warriors, so that'll be a good game. The Warriors are probably going to be a lot better this year, and it's at home. I love that it's going to be here in Phoenix. Ooh, and you've, you have all the family in Phoenix now, more yeah. or less. Uh-huh. Are you are you going to be staying in Phoenix for Christmas this year? Yes. Are you going to go to this? I'll be here for Christmas. I probably won't go, though. Yeah. It that, starts that is a thing, three. you know? Yeah. That, that takes pretty big chunk out of the, the Christmas Day festivities with the family. I, You know, maybe just buy 20 tickets for the whole fam, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That, <laughs> That'd be so fun, good. right? Yeah, it would be fun. Um, yeah, I think... It will be exciting. I bet I bet it'll sell out. You know, it'll be cool to... Oh, yeah. Kids will get tickets for Christmas presents and everything like that. Um, so it probably will be a packed arena. But I'm, I'm just looking forward to, like, watching it with my family. Oh, yeah. Because we do... You know, we watch the Super Bowl and the Olympics. We watched a little bit of that together and stuff. And it's, uh, it's just one of those things that if you turn it on on Christmas day, people will walk around and come check it out. And I don't know how much of my extended family or my wife's extended family will, will be here this year, but I'm sure some people will be. Oh, I have my own Christmas tradition while I'm here in South Dakota. Um, I go into the basement where the big screen TV is at my in-laws place and even though there are nearly 20 nieces and nephews just tearing it up downstairs, I will turn on the basketball games and sneak down there to watch as much as I can. And this year, the Suns are playing. I I might just claim a spot, the, the, the money spot on the couch, and just <laughs> plop down there and watch the whole game. I might have yeah. to do it. Yeah, that'll be really nice. <laughs> And then yeah. the well, opening the opening games to the season. We get Denver on the 20th, Lakers on the 22nd, both on ESPN, both playoff matchups from this past season. 
uh, you know, starting the year off against the former MVP Jokic. I, I great storylines here, and again, just so happy to be part of it as a Suns fan. Yes, very exciting. Again, that first game against Denver is at home, so that'll be awesome. That's one that I might try to go to. Yeah, um, love to see, but. I mean, I, I was typing this out, and I looked at that date, October 20th. That is in two months. That's not far. It's not far at all. That's eight weeks. This offseason is just so short, and we're, we're it, it's always short. It's The NBA is known for being a year-round league, essentially. But this is exceptionally so short having just played in the finals in a season that started a month late or right. more than a month late two months late it's kind of basketball fan heaven honestly oh uh, yeah i'm not complaining at all it's awesome <laughs> yeah it's, it's been a lot of fun and obviously the success really helps it be fun yeah yeah huh. it's it's pretty exciting and love that these games are on espn and it's cool that we'll play Denver here and then go to LA and, you know, we'll be hearing brace yourself. We'll be hearing a ton about the Lakers and adding Russell Westbrook and all the changes they made. And maybe they'll be healthy at that point. Who knows? But oh, to win both of those games to start the season would be amazing. Do you know how cocky our fan base will be at the start oh, oh, of the season yeah. if we win these two games? Oh, oh boy. I'm ready for it, though. Yeah, oh, it'll be fun. It's just funny to to look at any sun social media posts or anything. There's always bound to be a comment, L.A. sucks, even if it has nothing to do with the Lakers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're about that now. That's what yeah. it's all about. Yeah. Um, and, and just... Flashback to the pre-Chris Paul days, which really wasn't that long ago. That season we had, what, three or four nationally televised games all season? And then we get two in the first three days of the season this year? Yeah, that's going to be really nice. We had plenty last year, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, if you just go back to the season prior... We were yeah. never on national TV, and now it's it's like a given. I, and I I want to get used to this. I, I want to see the Suns on ESPN or ABC. Right. Oh, oh. We can touch on the Olympics if if we want, but I need to say one thing: the NBA needs to go back to NBC yeah. because the round ball rock the song yep this song did you hear that during the olympics and yes. just feel a certain way because it's, i did it's great yes i know it's everyone was talking about it i definitely agree with that um i don't want it to go back to nbc because they did a terrible job of streaming things <laughs> but for the sake of round ball rock yeah that would be great yeah well i mean <laughs> There were plenty of complaints about how ESPN handled the playoffs and finals. Yeah. I wouldn't mind if, you know, somebody else got back into that race a little bit. And, yeah, fair enough. That's true. Yeah, and yeah, they, they blew the Olympics, but the Olympics are a different animal to try to broadcast to everybody compared tough. to a playoff series. 
That's true. Yeah. Well, and I'm also thinking about when we talk about nationally televised games, Bally Sports still doesn't have an agreement with Hulu or Sling or any of these streaming services uh, oh. aside from that AT&T now that you have to sign a two-year contract to even who's I, I don't know who is doing that but that's wild a yeah. two-year contract for anything seems wild right. uh, that, that you're paying for I mean the basketball contract where you get paid 10 million dollars per year for two years yeah I'll sign that but right I don't want to I don't want to do that. I switch my streaming service so often, just depending on what I need to see and wh- like <laughs> what the what the best method is. I, I have no qualms about doing that. I don't want to sign a two year contract. Right, right. But <laughs> it's it's really nice to have these nationally televised games. But Bally Sports really needs to get their stuff together because the fact that they're not on these services, they're missing out. And people continue to move away from cable and people will figure out how to watch sports without cable. Right. It's, you know, we heard that they're going to have their own standalone service that you can subscribe to similar to like an NBA league pass almost, but I haven't seen anything about that yet. And I wouldn't be shocked if it just stayed on, you know, like how we'd have to get AT&T now or Cox, or CenturyLink, or whatever the, one of those services, but man, just just come out with the standalone service and I'll pay for it. That's yeah, 95% of the reason why I watch TV, is to yeah. watch Suns games. So, I'll yeah. pony up if they make a service where we can watch every single Suns game on it. Yeah, I would too, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, the Olympics, you brought that up too. Devin Booker won a gold medal, so that's really cool. And we were talking about this off the podcast a while back, that it's really nice that people are recognizing his defense. And that was kind of the talk, because Booker had a couple offensive games that just were not great for him, but he still stayed on the court because he was playing good D. Yeah, that's something I wouldn't have believed years ago, but this is the reality we're living in now. D-Book gives it all on both ends of the court. And, yeah, when you're playing next to KD, you take a backseat role in the offense most of the time. And you got to find out other ways to do it. And it's just so great seeing him being a complete basketball player out there, out of his comfort zone with the Suns, playing with guys he's never really played with before, just showing up like that and coming home with a gold. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And you know he's loving it because you see on Instagram, he's posting pictures of him with it and Kendall's wearing it when they're out at the lake and all of that. So it's pretty exciting. It's got to be really cool to win a gold medal. Oh, yeah. And let's not act like Natalie and Denise wouldn't be wearing our gold medals had we won it. (laughs) Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they'd be all of them. Uh, oh geez well with that the off season is here so we said it before we don't know what things are going to look like for the podcast for the next eight weeks <laughs> we'll we'll put some stuff out but follow us on twitter at sunny and phx pod and 
sometimes I'll do polls of what do you want to hear us talk about and throw out some ideas. So if there's anything you want to hear along the lines of we've done some greatest of all time stuff. Um, what else have we done? Favorite sons, favorite moments. Uh, last last year during COVID, we we did the uh, drafting an NBA basketball game. So stuff like that we'll, we'll be talking about, and it can be pretty fun. But if there's anything that you want to hear us do, let us know on Twitter. Um, but let's move to the non-sports section here. So I had mentioned, well, we both had mentioned throughout, that we're on, we were on trips or are currently on trips. So you're in South Dakota right now. And I just got back from Vegas going to watch summer league games. So how's the trip going so far? What's going on? Oh, it's been very nice. And I want to highlight the trip here because we took a different route. Uh, We drive because we, we sell beef and obviously eat beef from our ranch here in South Dakota, my in-laws ranch. So um, we drive so we can bring back a cooler, obviously. So this time we went the Utah route and then all the way from the Western border of Colorado to the Eastern border of Colorado. And throughout Colorado for a long chunk of the trip, we followed the Colorado river Like, we were on an interstate, but we literally followed every bend of the river for miles and miles. And it was the most beautiful drive. A little white knuckle driving at times, but uh, it was just so nice to go a different route and see more of Colorado. I had never been in the western part, and we drove through some pretty uh, famous ski towns. I'm drawing a blank on it right now. Did you go through Vail? Vail, yes. Yeah, Vail is a nice little ski town. Yeah. That was that was really neat to see. And some of the houses that are built in there are just oh, yeah. amazing. That was just so cool to drive through there. And I got to shout out Utah, though, too. Utah is a, a beautiful drive as well. So it, it's nice just getting out, you know, a few days on the road with the wife. Nothing really to worry about except the road and... Yeah, I enjoy doing that every year. Yeah, that's a nice drive. I've done part of that drive before. And when you're right next to the river, it's great. Oh, it is. Um, and we saw people like whitewater rafting and fishing and riding their bikes by trails by it. And uh, I I can see why everybody in Colorado is in such good shape and so active. Oh, yeah. Because it's, uh, it's like you want to be out there. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I have great memories in Colorado, too. I love the state, and Denver's a great city, and there's a lot of outdoor stuff, and Colorado Springs is a cool city. Vale's a great city. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time there. It's nice. Um, I guess I'll talk about our our trip first, our drive. Um, We made the amazing drive from Phoenix to Las Vegas, which... Like, half of it is really cool, and the other half is really boring, and it was fine. I've done it a bunch of times, and I didn't do anything special this time. (laughs) We made pretty good time. That's that's good enough right there. Yeah, nothing too special with the the drive. It was fun because um, 
my wife and I went with my sister who has been in Phoenix for the past year and a half and she's getting ready to go back to, she lives in Sacramento because she goes to grad school out there and she goes back, uh, in about a week. So, uh, we were able to go with her on this trip and that was pretty cool because, you know, my, my sister and I have not spent this much time together since, well, I was 18 and she was 15. So it's been about 10 years since we've been able to spend this much time together and it's been pretty cool. Um, so we're really going to miss her when she goes back, but it was fun to, to have her come on this trip with us. Totally. That's very cool. And Josh. Yes. The, the man who needs no introduction, but still gets a long one anyway. The man who is still working from home. The man who is eating pretty well lately. He, he's been telling us about his meals as of late, and he's eating pretty well. The man who ordered some buy drinks, those B-A-I buy drinks. He ordered a whole case of them on Amazon, and it said they were going to take a really long time to get there to his house. So he went and bought some and then found out that he's getting them shipped to him tomorrow. So... <laughs> He's going to have a lot of buys, <laughs> but yeah, we, we met, we met the old Jostridge there in Vegas and he, he came into town, oh, about an hour after we did. And, uh, it was really good to see him too. And he's actually going to be back here in Phoenix in December. We're planning that right now too. Ooh. Yeah. I saw one picture of you guys and the chains came out. <laughs> the chain gang. Yeah. The chain, the chains were out. Oh. <laughs> uh. Man, I was I was so sad to have to miss this summer league, but honestly, I think I picked a good one to miss basketball-wise. Yeah, I, you got to agree with me there, right? Yeah, oh yeah, you definitely Okay, did. all yeah. right, so next year, though, I'm going to be back. We're going to do it up again. Yeah, we will. Well, and, you know, we, we did – it was a very, very different Vegas experience than usual because uh, it was – Denise and my sister's first time being in Vegas since they've been 21. And oh. I guess I didn't realize that because, you know, I've been to Vegas. I literally have been to Vegas every single year since I was 17, except <laughs> for uh, the the past 2020. I didn't go during like the, the peak of COVID and everything. Uh, Good so I'm just like, like Vegas is just like not anything special to me. But to them, it was really exciting. And so we kind of did it up a little bit more than, than you and I usually would. Um, we, we spent a couple nights out at the casinos, and we went to some good restaurants. We went to the Guy Fieri restaurant the first night, and that place was great. It was a lot of fun. We actually have been there. We went uh, a couple years ago. And then okay. we also went to one of the the Gordon Ramsay restaurants and I got a lobster pot pie that was just Ooh. amazing that was really good and then Ooh. you know we did a lot of the kind of the classic tourist stuff we got the yard long daiquiri things oh yeah oh yeah we played some slot machines and a little blackjack Josh plays roulette and he actually is pretty good he won some money playing roulette nice yeah so it, it was a pretty fun trip, but yeah, we pretty much just ate, gambled, and 
slept and then one day my sister and my wife went shopping and me and Josh went to summer league. Oh, and then this was another thing that we did that was totally out of the ordinary. My wife had heard from her sister about this place called Area 15. And I had no idea what it was. We saw a billboard for it and it said, Area 15 does not exist. And we were like, what the heck is this? But my sister-in-law had said that she heard it was really cool. So we went and it's kind of like an art museum, but there's a lot more to it. Um, Anyone who knows Phoenix, there's an area called the Church Hill in downtown and it's got a variety of restaurants and shops and that kind of stuff. It was kind of like that, but just way bigger. They had like a, like a mini golf kind of thing in there. They had a zip line in the building, but what they had is this thing called meow wolf, I think is what it's called. And it's like a, I guess it's kind of like an art, interactive art experience type deal you walk in and it's a grocery store at first and it's called omega mart and you can look around and there's actual stuff that you can buy but there's a lot of like weird stuff like i got a can of melancholic memories and you can just buy all kinds of weird stuff and the whole thing the story is like it's a front and they're adding this stuff to the food to try to like brainwash people. And you can walk through a variety of areas within this grocery store, like the janitor closet or the, the refrigerator or whatever. And you get into this just massive area and it's all kind of like sci-fi type thing. And uh, it took us a couple hours to explore the whole place, but it was really, really cool. A lot of like these interactive art exhibits and there's three floors and you would have no idea that it's even there. So it was really cool. Wow. That does sound cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that we normally wouldn't do in Vegas. So yeah. Good on oh, you for uh, switching it up. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. All right. I think that's going to wrap things up for us. Like we said, we do not know when the next episode is going to be. I'm going to still be on a vacation for a while longer. We'll see what's up, but be checking out the Twitter at Sunny and PHX pod. We'll keep you guys posted and uh, yeah, feel free to let us know what we should talk about through the rest of this off season. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again soon. Go Suns.